You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news from around the football world. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? I am doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm a little uh, a little on edge right now as uh, just seconds before we were set to record, I got the news that my beloved 76ers had made a trade, but uh, we're not here to talk about the National Basketball League despite the fact that tonight is the NBA draft and honestly, that's a little uh that's a little like I feel safe right now. Just I've been talking about basketball all week and it's nice to just dig into what's going on in the NFL. Yeah, um I hope you feel good. I don't know if how great you feel about your Sixers, but yeah, um, let's talk about the Eagles instead. <laughs> yeah, I feel way worse about them for the record. <laughs> so thanks for that. And honestly, way worse about the NFL in general. I think we had 19 people put on the coronavirus list uh, in the past couple of days. Seems like everything's ramping up. Protocols are getting considerably more intense for uh, all of the teams. Man, I just I just don't want to miss any games. That's it. I, I don't want to miss any games. I don't want to have the Super Bowl pushed back a couple of weeks, which is you know on the table in a situation where we do have to play an extra week because of missed games. But, you know, we're through 10, and uh, we've played 10, so call it a win. Yeah, really. And, I mean, how we got to those 10 and what, what missteps occurred to get to those 10. We have 10 in the books. And enough to have created this excitement for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, give it up in the sense that there is a whatever a, a semblance of a plan, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for if, you know, games are canceled, pushbacks or, you know, a, a added playoff teams, whatever, whatever it may be. The added playoff teams isn't so bad if, if the games actually happen no. because, you know, more fun, you know, higher stakes. But. Uh, it's, it's, I'm losing count, Chris. I'm losing count of the, the <laughs> folks going on the list. So I actually, it's one of those things that my eyes gloss over <laughs> at this point. And I'm just hoping that people are safe. And if the games are played, that is still good football. Uh, and, and that's mainly coming from a Lions fan because what mm. I have to watch every Sunday. And that's sometimes good football. Well, I have got all of this week's lines open in front of me at Bavada Sportsbook. And we're going to dig into that in just a second. But I do want to talk a little bit about the impact of some of the injuries we've seen around the league. And the first one, I guess we we just got this news a little bit ago, but Drew Brees is going to be out at least two weeks. And that comes after breaking several ribs and suffering a collapsed lung in the game last week. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad. I didn't see it coming in the sense that I thought he would be able to get out of this last year maybe you know two more years in him fairly healthy and and, mm-hmm. and just declining skill set but you know this is an injury that i don't know i don't know if he's on the tb12 or whatever as far as that goes it's gonna be hard to come <laughs> back from like his body's gonna good luck i mean he already wears some of the biggest rib pads but good luck with with feeling good you know after another hit say you're healthy quote unquote you know and then and then the same the same uh, beat up that you get in every game occurs. I just don't, it makes me feel bad. And it sucks if uh, the end of the error era is attached to this injury. It it would really stink. As far as the saints goes, uh, all faith in Jameis. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be the guy, it looks like. But I don't know how confident I am in him being that guy. What what do you think we can expect from Jameis? And I need you to talk for at least 45 seconds because I have to run out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, what we can expect from Jameis, I'm actually not scared. I am not terrified at all. And, and when I say terrified, I mean I don't expect to see uh, interception fest. I don't expect to see uh, QB ineptitude. I expect to see... What we've always seen from Jameis, maybe a little more scaled down with the the errors and the mistakes, but we're going to see aggressive play for the most part. We're going to see some pretty nice passes for the most part. And then we're going to see some really, really head-scratching throws. uh, And we're going to see some turnovers. And, you know, we're going to see if this team can can overcome them. Mm. And the thing about it is that they might be able to, you know, or an errant pass or or. Uh, a mis a misguided pass could turn into still a positive play for this team, yeah. you know, with the, with the pieces. So, you know, you're gonna we're gonna see what we we always seen from Jameis for the most part, but uh, it's nothing to be scared of if you're a Saints fan. I think. Uh yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a fingers crossed kind of situation. Sorry about that. I uh, was listening to everything you said. Had my headphones on, but we got a couple of boxes and people steal, so I wanted to just bring them in. Real quick. Yeah, it's a fingers crossed situation, right? Because Jameis is, he's one for incredibly high highs and incredibly low lows. Exactly. My thing is the lows, the highs are going to be kept in check in which I think the yin and yang, the lows will be kept in check, but you will see the lows. It won't, it doesn't mean the lows are erased by any stretch. How are we feeling about Matty Stafford and the thumb injury? Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing that he's dealt with before, and he's actually played well. There's been times, you know, when it was undersold, and then we found out later when he's playing, like, complete trash. But I think knowing it and it being out, he's he's he can manage it, and I'm not afraid as long as, uh, you know, if, if, we can get, if we can get help and we can keep running the ball with Swift and just keep unleashing that balance, mm-hmm. I think it's okay for him to, to, to take the lead and still – win a ball game with that uh with that thumb well latest news is the raiders have placed six players on the covid oh list God. and it but by the way this is interesting because this is now the second time that jonathan abram has been placed on the the covid list this season i assume uh he's one of seven defensive players that are high risk contacts to cleveland farrell who tested positive there's a chance that all could be available for week 11 the other players were Arden Key, Jonathan Hankins, Malik Collins, Isaiah Johnson, and Kendall Vickers. So, you know, we saw that in Cleveland today, too. Cleveland placed uh, right tackle Jack Conklin, long snapper Charlie Hewlett, and kicker Cody Parkey on the COVID list because they were close contact to what they're calling a non-staff practitioner. Uh, I'm, I don't 100% somebody who was in the facility that isn't part of the team, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Um. Yeah, weird. Uh, by the way, the other the other really weird headline is the Chiefs signing uh, DeAndre Baker to their practice squad. This is just, it's surprising to me because I know, uh, you know, innocent until proven guilty and all of that and charges were dropped. He definitely held those people up at gunpoint. Yeah, this so, doesn't come out of nowhere. And he was terrible when he did play for the Giants last year. So I'm surprised that, you know, Andy Reid is the guy giving him another chance and, you know, risking risking that locker room a little bit. 
Yeah, two things about this. One, uh, Andy Reid isn't the kind of coach that you typically uh, attribute to, will he get something out of this guy if this guy has had off-the-field issues? He doesn't have that. You know, he said his guys with personality, you know, the Deshaun. But let's mm-hmm. not mix that with off-the-field trouble and right. cleaning up a, a, a rap sheet or whatever. So that's for, for Andy Reid. On the other end, Baker isn't a guy that you say, is this worth <laughs> right? if he can clean up? So, like, on both sides, it's really kind of strange how he has a job among, uh, amidst all this stuff. I mean, I guess cornerbacks are tough to come by, and he was a first-round pick a couple of years ago, but just an unmitigated disaster as a rookie. Uh, you know, Who knows? People people improve both on the field and off the field, and for the Chiefs' sake, and for the sake of DeAndre Baker, let's hope that you know he falls into both of those categories. Yeah. But I'm not counting on it. No. <laughs> let's talk about this week's games. I have, uh, I've got all these Bavada lines open in front of me. And uh, right now it's the college football line, so we're going to move over to the the NFL lines. Is man, college football is kind of a mess. My uh, my my Penn State and Nittany Lions. I guess I say my, but they were kind of just the the closest good, like the closest big school to me growing up. Uh, not to not to disparage my actual Wildcats, but uh, how do how do you feel about your Michigan State Spartans? Oh man, it's I I tweeted this out. I think. The week one after that, just I don't know. And I vowed that Mm. nothing happens with Michigan State Spartans football this season will bother me. Not one (laughs) thing. Now, I did, you know, that is is a a very specific play on words because I was utterly excited and enjoyed every minute of beating Michigan, Mm. uh, which I'm allowed to enjoy. But, again, I'm right back to nothing about this horrible – Never actually happened season will bother me. And when I tell you that, I mean, it, it, it's the whatever the, the swagger around what was happening in the program, it was stripped uh, and is now completely gone with, with D'Antonio gone, but also just the allegations and all that stuff. It's the rebuilding now is coming from like confidence and play and, and, and being consistent. So I don't know what to expect. Expect it better than this. Um, but. I think I, I believe in, in, in what the staff is going to do, um, especially with some of the local talent that they're they're getting and have stayed true. So uh, fingers crossed there, too. Mario, final, the final uh, official tally here. The, uh, the 76ers sent Al Horford a 2025 protected first-round pick, the number 34 pick, and the rights to uh, Serbian point guard Vasily Micic, who was uh, drafted about five years ago. By the way, I'm going to call this right now. Vasily Michik's going to come to the NBA and he's going to be a good NBA player. He was, he's been really, really good for the Anadolu FS team. He's got, he was, EuroLeague MVP awards are weird because they kind of give out a bunch of them, but he was, he won one of those EuroLeague MVP awards. Uh, and I wanted him to come over and play for Philadelphia, but it's not the case. The Sixers get Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. So could have been worse. And I guess uh, not too bad that, uh, you don't lose a first round pick until 2025. Also, the Thunder, the <laughs> apparently the busiest team going out there today. Uh, they're discussing a trade that would send a Danilo Gallinari uh, mm-hmm. to Dallas in a sign and trade for the number 18 pick. So they're just stocking up on draft picks. And, and Sam Presti is a, an absolute genius. Yeah, good for him. I think um, they need it. 
and yeah. it's going to well. be interesting to see. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what they what they turn into um, as a team. I mean, oh, uh, <laughs> from yeah, scratch, no. but a lot of young talent, and and, and hopefully it, it goes well. How do you feel about the? I mean, I know we can't talk about this too long, but uh, how do you feel about the Pistons sitting there at seven? Is there is there anybody who you think actually moves the needle for the franchise? No, and that was one of the. I think, <laughs> and I don't, I don't say that in a negative tone this time. It's actually a breath of fresh air to to let uh the the department do what they do and see if we can find somebody that just is the next step because we've uh, we've missed pretty bad. Especially with going with either guys of expectation or trying mm-hmm. to find that diamond in the rough. Your, you know, your your uh, recruiting department is better than not recruiting. Your um, no, I got you, scout. Yeah, yeah, was is better than you know that whole thing. And so it's, it actually is a breath of fresh air to see who we take, where they fit, because it won't it won't fit the current team because we already know it's already been been public that this team is not um, a finished product whatsoever. So it feels good. I got a. I've been floating an idea around, and I want to get your take on it. The uh, Detroit Pistons send Blake Griffin and the number eight pick to Golden State for the albatross contract of Andrew Wiggins and the number two pick. Oh man, the contract thing scares me. Another thing that doesn't allow me to get my hopes up is that we've been trying, uh, at least under the radar, middle of the radar. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to get get rid of Blake, or or at least sure. see what we can get for Blake for so long, and nothing's nothing's moved it that I will welcome it just so that it can be done. I've always liked Wiggins. I think he's got a bad rap because I, it was unfair pressure put on him uh, coming into coming into the NBA. So mm-hmm. I, he's 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 a solid guy, a solid you know he he'll, he'll be a, a twenty eight guy for you. Um, was, so, let me, was Andrew Wiggins the last of the he's the next Michael Jordan prospects? Yeah, I think I think that was done. <laughs> we, we learned after that. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, give it a rest. Give it a rest. You missed on O.J. Mayo and uh, <laughs> Harold Miner. <laughs> yeah, come on. So, you know, unfair to him uh, and, 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 and really unfair to, to spotlight his, his playoff woes, if the, you can yeah. even call him that. But uh, I will welcome that in the number two pick. I like Blake in I like Blake in uh, Golden State, but yeah, ah, it's it's gonna be a weird day, and I'm looking forward to it. Let's get to <laughs> let's get to tomorrow's games. The uh, the Arizona Cardinals head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus three. So we've been you know on the backs of the Seattle defense for for the last couple of weeks, rightfully so. But when you take a closer look. You've got to look at the quarterback, and you've got to you've got to think. You can't keep turning the ball over. You know they're zero three, with with multiple turnover games from from Russell, and you don't expect that from him. But now it's been a little bit more of of the norm in the past. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can you can make any excuse as to you know trying to overcome the defense, but that isn't changing. Defense right. isn't going to be any better. And this Cardinals team is riding high, if 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 at ever a time, and they were already going to be tough to beat. Uh, so I don't think this is a passing of the guard. I think this is um this is just a, an opportunity for the Cardinals to yet again prove that they're a contender. I don't think this speaks to what can happen in the playoffs, but I think they uh they beat Seattle here. The Atlanta, I'm shocked there's a line on this. The Atlanta Falcons head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. I guess we know Drew Brees isn't playing. Uh, the Saints minus five at Bavada. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, 
<laughs> that tells you that tells you all you need to know about the Falcons, right? But yeah, uh, like I said, Jameis isn't that doesn't make me that scared to where this team can't you know still be dangerous. Uh, you can't you know scale some of those turnovers down or some of that poor play down enough to beat a Falcons team that is beatable at at every corner. So give me the Saints here, and again you'll be everyone will be surprised at at Jameis's numbers. I actually do predict that some people may uh, overhype and over they, mm. they the numbers are going to look so good that they may be overhyped. Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Washington to take on the Washington football team and Bavada has the football team minus a point. Yeah, the football team is coming back to what the rest of the NBA uh, NFL actually right. is. You know, like don't let what your division is talking about um deter you from the fact that you're not very good in right. a, a, a lot of what you depend on your pass rush um leans on the mind of a rookie who is physically you know the best you're going to see and has been playing fairly well but is not always there as as you can see with the with the game last week against the lions uh the Bengals mm-hmm. again another team that have, have cooled off but you can expect what you can expect from them, and that's why I think uh, the offense will return to impressive form. Burrow will shine in, uh, this, uh, against a team that can't tackle uh, whatsoever. So give me the Bengals here. This one uh, is kind of interesting, and it really shouldn't be. The New England Patriots head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus two at home. Yeah, I mean, why don't you think it's? <laughs> why don't you think this should be a thing? I just it it seems like given where both organizations are, the Patriots should be so much better than the Texans, but I'm not sure that I'm not taking the Texans here. Yeah, uh, I'm not taking the Texans here, but Fair I enough. definitely get it. And yes, the Patriots beat the Ravens. Yes, the Patriots beat the Ravens, but man, mm. did the Ravens play really bad. You know, I'm not right. taking anything away from the Patriots beating the Ravens. But it was not them beating the ready prepared Ravens that I thought were yeah. gonna be there on this, Sunday. With it wasn't that, last year's Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely it wasn't even week three's Baltimore Ravens, which mm. you know says a thing with, with what's going on with that offense. But I do expect that winning nature and what's what's happening between the 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 shoulders of Cam Newton and really just figuring out who you are as a team and how you can win is one of the biggest Belichick positives. So winning alone uh, does help an organization like the Patriots, and that to me gives them the green light to win by. They'll cover the line here against the Texans. Well, every couple of years, Roger Goodell thinks it's funny to test my relationship by pairing the Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns for a matchup, and that's going to happen this week. The Cleveland Browns host the Eagles, and the Browns are favored by three and a half. Yeah, who does the Eagles get anyone back on defense? Uh, I don't know about defense. They're they're gonna get well. Marcus Epps is off, but who cares? Uh, Isaac <laughs> Sayamalu, offensive guard, comes back. Zach Ertz has been activated. Well, he's in the twenty-one day window, but mm-hmm. we'll see if he plays or not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, they're not that unhealthy at this point. It's just a matter of they are not that good at this point. Yeah, and guess who's found out how good they want to be and how they want to accomplish that, the Cleveland Browns. They're predictable mm. in the best way they've been predictable 
in the last 10 years. They're going to run the football. They're going to run the football well. They've got two guys that have different styles that are going to find success even if they're not on. But if they're on, it's scary. It's to the point where Baker Mayfield can throw for 127 yards. And, and will. <laughs> and win. Will yeah. and win. And that is um, that is phenomenal. Uh, and I don't think the Eagles have the morale nor um, the playmakers or the scheme all the things that you you would expect one of the Eagles to have one of those they just don't look good. Uh, so give me the Browns here to to cover. Well, honestly, it's probably the easiest thing for my life if that's the case. <laughs> so you know, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. You know, the the Browns situation is really interesting. They get Wyatt Teller back. Obviously, they get Nick Chubb back last week as well. But they get Wyatt Teller back, and they sort of just. They just lucked into this position. We'll we'll give them credit for it. They traded for him, so they theoretically knew what they were getting. But they I'm going to say it. They lucked into this position where they might have just randomly uncovered the best offensive guard in football in Wyatt Teller, and he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, good for them. And and it's it's about time that the dice rolled in their favor, you know? Like, it's really about time. So I'm not mad at it. It's It's something that... I think I think this is the formula. Act like an AFC North team, voila, you know, right. and you actually might uh, you actually might get there. So you know, I just think it's so funny though because I don't I don't remember many slash any instances of this ever happening before where you know guys picked in the fifth round he is okay one year he gets traded the next year he doesn't even play. And then there's a system change, and oh, yeah, he's the highest graded offensive guard in all of football this year. Like he and not, and it's not one of those things where you know for years, uh, PFF would uh, would tell us that Evan Mathis was one right. of the best offensive guards in the NFL. And look, I watched I watched him play. He was steady. He was never dominant. Yeah. Wyatt Teller is dominant. What he does for that run game, it, it it's evident and. It just goes to speak of, I guess, how much a certain system, like system fit matters for players. Right. Now, the thing it's you spoke to this beginning of the season is that the coaching and and, yeah. and, and where they're at and uh, Stefanski and what he was going to do and what uh, what contribution he was going to make. And man, it's it's there. So no, <laughs> who could you predict? The, yeah. the the growth being as big as a canyon, no. But man, if if you're talking about bang for your buck, doubling down on bang for your buck, you've got producing numbers, and then you flip a guy to be the top of his position. Yeah. You know, and 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 the thing about it is, if if he's producing in this way, it's not. I don't think it's going anywhere. You know, coach no coach now, it's not going anywhere. No, this is this is who he is, I believe, and who he is is one of the handful of best the best guards in football. And it's a, it's nice to just have that randomly pop up when a backup goes and turns into a dominant force. I, I, I would uh, sign up for a couple of those myself, but uh, let's move on. The, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe it's going to be uh, will Luton and those Jacksonville Jaguars again this week. Bavada has the Jags plus 10 at home. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go Steelers here. Not much to say about the game. <laughs> Just interesting to note how fast, you know, the Jaguars actually became that team that, you know, we were expecting them to be all along. They got right. 
yeah, I, I'll admit when I was wrong, and I kind of bought into this this uh, plucky group of underdogs early in the season, and it's just, the moment I did that, they ceased being an underdog, and I guess I ruined everything for them when I placed expectations on their shoulders. <laughs> it's hard, though, to do that in the NFL. I'll give It's really hard to be that type of team for 16 games in the NFL. For sure. Well, this is this is going to be an interesting one. This is going to be a, we're going to find out who these teams are. The Tennessee Titans head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bavada has the Ravens minus six at home. Yeah, so my mind completely, these are the two teams that I, I had a great week last week. I'm not even going to blame the Seahawks. The, it's <laughs> these two teams that make yeah. me like, yo, I could have just back to the, to, to the number one spot. And I'm sitting here like, is is Baltimore going to fix what Lamar Jackson is saying is the issue? Teams are calling out our plays. This is not right. something that is new um, for for their OC. And now, you know, it, it, the story continues to unfold that this is what they are. Uh, physically, um, the matchup against the Titans defense is in the favor of the Titans, unfortunately. Flip side... Offensively, the Titans are not a great matchup for the Ravens. So now, again, head just bashing against the wall. So what do I have to do, Chris? You have to lean on uh, the current reigning MVP to do MVP-type things. And that may not be MVP numbers, but it may be MVP moments. Um, So you've got to hang your hat on that. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. If this doesn't happen, I I'm choosing the Ravens, but if this doesn't happen, it's because of an MVP performance from Derrick Henry, who, again, I applaud for living up to his contract. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I, I guess I would like to get your take on this because Greg Roman came out and said that, oh God, I just saw the headline that the Bears are going to work out the Sean Kaiser this week. Good luck, <laughs> Good Bears fans. Luck. <laughs> uh, Greg Roman came out last week and said, hey, it's uh, it's part of the game. You know, defenses call out offensive plays. Do you think he's right? Do you think he's making too little of it? Where's your head here? Uh, they do. They do. And and um, a lot of the times when they're calling out the plays, you I don't want to say you want them to call them out. That's misleading. But you're prepared for the recognition. And you have a ready stable of, of audibles or check with me's to go Mm. you know that's something that you are game planning for i don't think lamar saying that they know our plays they're calling out our plays is 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 in that is in that realm of this is how football is played and these are these are all professionals you know that type of thing i think it's leaning towards predictability and that better 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 uh said is they they understand our scheme they know Mm. what we're trying to do so, you know, if if we're making a, a, a move that from the from Roman's point of view, from the offensive coordinator's point of view is risky, it's actually not. It's 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 not unpredictable. It's it's predictable and they know what we're trying to do and it's really hard offensively if you're trying to be physical and if you have to you're not using a lot of mixed misdirection and you're using your quarterback um, mm-hmm. as as a facilitator with his feet. Um, but also only giving him one or two options to throw to, it's really hard if the defense is stepping into the, those spots um, before you know the, the play develops. It, it, it becomes impossible. So that's where I think it is. Are both right? Yes. <laughs> is, is Lamar is Lamar saying what Roman is saying? No. 
Uh, and right. I, I give more credit to, to Lamar Jackson than that than to just cop out and say, uh, you know, I can't do anything. My hands are tied because, you know, the, the NFL is too hard when they know. <laughs> hey, stop it, guys. Come on. <laughs> Let me run the play. <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, that's interesting. That's that's really interesting. Interesting game here, too, just in that one of these teams is performing well over expectations. The Miami Dolphins head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos plus three and a half, and Miami currently a playoff team. Woo, I love it. And I'm going, I'm 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 going, I'm going. I'm not on the bandwagon, but I keep checking the location of the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Just Make sure so it's still close can... enough that you can jump on. <laughs> yeah. See when uh when it's a little bit closer to me. And I can just hop on uh, conveniently. And I think it's getting there. Uh, Tua has played already a better game than Locke has played all year with Locke's oh, yeah. you know, improvement and things like that. And then you just get that sudden drop off. And that's the t- type of stuff that you can't count on with Denver. Whereas the Dolphins are just steady. And we're talking about improvements across the board. So mm-hmm. let's applaud you know, what's going on there, um, Flores. And, and let's... let's believe let's be believers give me the dolphins here yeah really interesting you know tomlin and the steelers are undefeated but i think there's an argument to be made that brian flores still has to be coach of the year yeah yeah because he's he's not doing this by accident if you know what i mean he's trying Mm -hmm. to make this team better and poof you know yeah finally somebody from that belichick tree succeeds It's good news for everybody there right now, I guess. Uh, I, although Josh McDaniels has already tried and failed. Yeah. But he'll get his chance again. The uh, The New York football Jets head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus nine. But Mario, I, I need to give you one important piece of information about this game. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen the news, but Justin Herbert has cut his hair. This, uh, you know, to my to my... Folks that are nose deep in 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 religion, this is this is not a good omen. No, <laughs> you do not cut your hair. Um, my thing, and is he this. and he looks ridiculous by the way. <laughs> you know, top it off, but that he looks like uh, the the antagonist in a high school football movie. Uh, yeah, and like, and not even a senior. He's like he's like a, a <laughs> like a rising sophomore. He look he's so young looking. It's so strange. Now he's doing uh, this. This haircut is all the things wrong with with the momentum uh timed up with all the things right with the Jets. You play the Jets, this is a curse breaker. Right. So, you know, if if we're gonna find out about it, it'll be next week. This will actually be a game we don't even get to see if he can, you know, um get close to winning a game. He'll absolutely beat this team in a steady win and uh applauding him for that. And next week we'll see if uh if if the hair was his his uh kryptonite. We shall, we shall see. I've I've seen him listed slightly above Joe Burrow for Rookie of the Year, so Ooh. I'm uh, I'm sticking with my prediction that we're going to have co-rookies of the year in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it, it's crazy that I think that's going to be the case when in T. Higgins and uh, and Justin Jefferson, we have three of the the five highest all-time yards per game wide receivers in the rookie season, and they're not even in the conversation. The, it's a it's a different league. It is a different. Not I don't know if it's worse or better, but it's certainly a different league because, you know, Randy Moss I think was around ninety eight or something like that. And yeah, when you were o- OBJ time, is one, Moss is two, if I believe. Yeah, yeah, and OBJ, I, both of these 
both of their rookie seasons, uh, you could feel it. You could feel the yeah. electricity. You get, and you know, there's you got Jefferson and Higgins and you know, uh, was it Claypool uh, afterthoughts? You know, yeah. So. Well, Claypool is weird because he has, you know, he's he's kind of the Mark Andrews of uh, <laughs> of wide receivers, where you know he get he has a gigantic game or basically nothing. And hey, he's a he's a second round pick rookie. You would completely expect that. And the the arrow is trending up in a giant giant way, but. Yeah, I uh, I don't. This this class is really interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that it was Higgins, but that's the the power of Joe Burrow, uh, I, I suppose. Yes. The Dallas Cowboys head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. The suddenly hot Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings minus seven. Yeah, this is an easy one, and not because the Vikings are so hot, but just the Cowboys. Uh, I think are starting Andy Dalton, which is you know it does does all. Is you... that is that true? I think I think I heard that. If I if I'm wrong, I mean even easier pick. But again, the he Vikings... he has been activated uh, from the from the COVID list. I don't think we have, we named a starter yet, but he is back in practice. You're uh, breaking news to me, my friend. <laughs> so yeah, I mean if 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 anything, I'm gonna do it's it's gonna I'm gonna follow Andy Dalton news. Okay, <laughs> of course. And... <laughs> Google alerts. You don't want to miss anything. <laughs> So I mean, the Vikings are selling me only because the components make sense. A reliable wide receiver, outstanding run game, you know, cerebral quarterback, not not mm-hmm. great by any stretch. I don't even I'm 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 leaning away from good like I originally thought. Um uh, but the pieces are there and the defense does the job. I mean, it, they they just make you earn your points. I uh, I don't think they do anything outstanding, but they make you earn your points. Uh and so yeah, Vikings win here and I think they win pretty smoothly. Fun game here. The Green Bay Packers head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts minus a point and a half at home. Wow, this is Bavada, get out of my head. I think this is going to be a great game. I think, you know, we're going to see the best of both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those best ofs will, will come down to uh, a couple of really, really uh, impressive turnovers uh, from the Colts. <laughs> uh, and, and that'll be the, the game swinging. Uh, turnovers that that allow them to win the game. I actually would have them winning by a touchdown, so this is perfect. Give me the Colts here. And finally, on Monday night, the Los Angeles Rams head to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucks minus four. I mean, talk about a wake up for the Rams secondary. Kudos, yeah. applause. Do I want to give them complete credit as the Seahawks, you know, I think are starting to funnel themselves offensively into a one-trick pony or at least some form of predictability? Uh, Tampa Bay, though, can come back and, and be the same type of offense that the Rams saw in Seattle, you know, spreading it out uh, a little bit too much, too many passes and some errant throws. Uh, with that said, I don't think uh, I don't think Tom Brady's going for that and and going for a loss. So I think uh, if you get two interceptions from Tom, you'll get four touchdowns, uh, enough <laughs> to win. So give me Tampa Bay here. Well, I, I I don't think I disagree with you, Mario. I am uh, I am excited. We're recording here Wednesday. It's uh, it's three o'clock, three fifteen Pacific times, six on the East Coast, and in a couple hours. There's a giant event. I am, of course, talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion on HBO Max. How uh, are, are you interested in this at all? I am, and I'm going to have to talk to you offline about this because I must. I, I saw I saw on Twitter the thing, and like, okay, uh-huh. I, I mean, I've I'm just always been a big Fresh Prince fan. I can quote, quotables 
all day long. So I'd like to, I'm interested. It's piqued my interest. Will I watch the whole thing? I don't know because a lot of this stuff sometimes is anticlimactic, but I will tune in. Is talk to me offline code for I don't have an HBO Max login? <laughs> We're really good friends at this point. <laughs> it's my love language. I look again. I can't. Uh, I can't. We can't commit to anything. We can't commit to anything like that on air. But so we'll, we will talk. Uh, the, it's going to be interesting because they're bringing uh, the original, the original uh, ant back, who got, who yes. will got fired after one season. Yes, and I, I, I again, I want to see. Hopefully, it's not anticlimactic, but we, you got to see, right? You know they're all going to be buddy buddy. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't mind that you got me fired from one of the most popular television shows of the day. I went on to do nothing after that, <laughs> and then like went on actually a little little smear campaign on, uh, on Will Smith. And now, so yeah, I don't know. If this is Will Smith's talent at this point. You know, these moments he can pull together and make us like, whoa. It's not, it's not movie selection anymore, unfortunately, but. You know, we got to we got to we got to support this stuff. Where do you stand on Will Smith right now? I need him to do something, get into something, a movie <laughs> that like, really, you know, shakes things up in terms of just wow, what a performance. And it also can't be tied to some storyline that is trying too hard. And that's I I feel like in the last yeah. 6 years his storylines and the 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 movies he picked, they're trying to do something that we don't, I don't even know if anyone's asked for. Yeah, he I, he needs like he needs to show up in like a Tarantino movie or something like that and just completely redefine his career yeah. because he, he's just doing the same thing over and over again. He's playing it super safe, just uh, for when in a long stretch where he's trying to get his kids jobs, which yes. is hey, as a parent, that's great. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to see something different. Like I want. I want to see Will Smith take the Jamie Foxx role in Django Unchained or something like that. Like, that would be fun for me. Go nuts, Will. Go nuts. It's time. Just do something. Just literally do anything. All right. Well, that's going to be uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.